All right, what in the world is good, everybody? I got my blue light glasses on, but I don't even need contacts, man. I just do it for the look. What's good, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to Man to Man. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoop Star Nash. The Hoop Star Nash. What you got, Hoop? You're looking good. You rocking the shirt. You got the hat on, damn it. I know that hairline has got to be decreasing a little bit. Your hairline is receding. Is that why you're wearing the hat every every week? I actually have my hair. My hair is looking kind of fresh this week, actually. Let me check it out real quick, dude. Yeah, it's looking not yeah. bad. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. I think we should be talking about my hair. My, I got baby hairs coming back, dude. So so the, the keeps is working is what you're telling me. It's working yes, for you? but I did tell, I told one of my boys this week, I said, yeah, I've been taking, you know, this hair restoration medicine, get my baby hairs back, pulled up my hair. My hairline's coming back, right? Uh, my boy goes, man, that stuff's got this certain long word in it that apparently gives you side effects in the long term run in the long run as far as uh erectile dysfunction goes and uh depression and all this other stuff i said well don't they have those side effects on literally everything that you take my guy what you thinking about that dude well i was going to first then ask you is your is your uh your, your pp working are you having the, the i'll take erectile- a tinkle every now and then dude i'll take a tinkle every now it's working yeah as far as i'm using them man it ain't much but it's trying at least Um, but as far as depression goes, I, I don't think I'm depressed. I think I'm far away from being depressed. I would like to be depressed at moments, but again, that's how the Pisces rock, man. I'm good. Okay, cool. Hairline got that out of the way. We're both looking hot, man. Hadn't showered in five days. Let's do it. Um, we usually talk about, you know, these dating problems and everything else. We don't got a lot of dating problems right now. I know we'll get to you in a sec. All right. Cause you always want to shout out me or, or. You always want to point me out on different things. We'll get to you, dude. Um, so I'm going to start with this. This is a question that approached me from someone else after listening to the last episode. Someone asked me, should guys always pay for the first date? I said, sometimes, well, all right. I said yes for the most part, but it's got to be a total yes if the guy asked the girl on a date. Okay, so I'll break this down from my perspective and see if you align with that because it depends on what the first date is. If you're going out and buying drinks, you can't be buying the, the drinks all night because then you'll go broke for sure because that could right, run right. you like $100, $200. That's what I'm saying. That plastic ain't looking so hot. But if it's like a dinner date or something yeah. or like coffee or, or you know, like a bagels or like a brunch or a lunch, then yeah, I, I, I have no problem with the guy initiating say hey i'll pay and then if she's like no 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 then i'll be like we could split it or you could pay for it but i think you think the no 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 is almost just like a kind gesture like that fake gesture be like no 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 but yeah um maybe sometimes sometimes yeah but i yeah i think you're 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 pretty close with if you're the guy as the guy is like hey do you want to go do something right like get lunch or get dinner or whatever coffee whatever the fuck you're getting then you'll be like i think it's out of courtesy especially if it's the first time that you going out you'd be like okay i'll pay for you but if we get into the first or second date i mean you i can't be just blowing cash if you're like if the bill's running well, yeah. $100. I feel like if it's drinks, dude, you got to see how much that plastic is getting used that night. Then you kind of got an idea of, hey, listen, there's a scale of bougie and there's a scale of me right here. And I'm talking broke. So it just depends on. But I think for me is what I said. I said, if the guy asks the girl out on a date, 
regardless of if it's drinks or dinner. First time has got to be a must, dude. And First I get it's the yeah. whole 2021 thing and everything else. And I'm totally cool with you paying for the second date. But for me, I also just kind of like to look cool also. I know I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? But if I got a little bit for one night, fuck it, I'll do it, dude. (laughs) I think another thing is if you like for drinks wise, if you're going out to a a bar, you you closing the tab after the first drink you're getting or are you leaving it open? Because then that could get you in some trouble if you like there the whole night. I'm never closing a tab after a first drink. I don't think I've done that in a minute. So like one or two drinks or rounds for you and the girl? Yeah, it all just depends, dude. Like if we're at dinner and we're getting a couple glasses of wine, you know, I might I might try to splurge on a bottle and that'll be about it. Huh, bottle of wine for like 40 bucks. Go go crazy. But it get like two glasses out of that bottle each. Yeah. Um, as, but if we're going out for drinks and stuff like that, you know. It's, so then here's my question for you then. When is it necessary for the girl to then start paying for meals? So say is it right after their first one? Right. Or are we working it into maybe like a couple dates down the road, three, four, hey, five. Hey, mom, can you get cocoa, dude? <laughs> Appreciate it. We're going to cut that out. Three or four, you know. Start the question over. So the question is, if so how many dates does it, two, three, four, down the road until she's needs to start paying for maybe one or two out of the, you know, times you take out? When do you start to look for her Second so date. Second date, she's paying automatic, or are you just looking for it? We're looking for pay? it on the second. We're looking. <laughs> I'll tell you that we're looking real quick. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's, I think people get it, though. It just right. depends, man. Like, if you're taking out a girl that expects you to uh, pay every single time and she's got that certain class to her, I mean, let's just, for an example, let's talk about a bougie girl. Um, probably stay away from these women, guys, and, unless you just kind of, I think, like, Another thing on top, like on top of this topic that I'm talking about right now is guys love women that are crazy. I don't know about you. I've definitely had my share fair of like liking that certain type, but those kind of girls you stay away from. And so those kind of girls are expecting you to pay every single time. And it just depends. I mean, that's just a status now. Right. It's like, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example here. Dave Portnoy and his girlfriend. Okay. You seen this chick? Yeah, yeah she's beautiful. She's yeah, 24. but she's playing, a, she's playing a class act right now. You think so? Oh, by far, dude. Come on. <laughs> by far. You think that's This chick is gaining clout. And that's... See, when you're at a level, level of fame at that point, then you're... You know, what, what did Nav say in the song? He said, if the girl's got less than like a thousand followers on Instagram, like that's a keeper. This chick is a total pick-me. So, yeah, Dave is paying, you know, it's the best he can do. He's like 45. She's like 24. They're old enough to be, you know, daughter and father. Yeah, this this is an example of like Portnoy's paying every single time. Well, according to him, he has a endless amount of money. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Which is cool. Million. I mean, at that point, would you do it too? Fuck it, I'd do it. If I had like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if I had that amount of money and I was a baller like that, I'd be doing it on every single one as well. I would hope, though, by the age I'm 45, I'm not having to go out and, like, finding, like, I've, I've already met my person or I've already, you know, started seeing somebody and we're married by the age right, of 45. Right. I don't want to go hunting out for these youngsters 
that are trying to take my money and try to pick through the crop. You know what I mean? Unless, unless he's not looking for like a true commitment, like married status no more. He's just having a girlfriend to have fun with it. That's another thing. So I, I have some insight or uh, <clears throat> some factual insight on Dave Portnoy. Okay. This is personal information and we're throwing it on the podcast. So one of my boys dated a girl uh, not too long ago, last summer that lived in New York city and her and Dave Portnoy were going back and forth on Instagram DM. They had never met each other, but I'm talking about they added each other on Snapchat. And then on Snapchat, they're going back and forth, sending masturbation videos and everything else. My guy says he opened up a Snapchat off her phone and, and they both watched it. And it was Portnoy just on the toilet, just beating his meat so fast. Dude. It was, he was like, and, that, and at that point, I couldn't do it anymore, dude, because she wouldn't <laughs> stop snapchatting it back and forth and i was like yeah you don't is he doing that and he's like yeah dude like he's he's in he answers a lot of girls on instagram dms and i and i'd imagine is what he said that he does that with multiple women well so that's just a lot of sex tape out too well that's just the lifestyle he lives then he's out there trying to you know just find girls to have fun with yeah but he (laughs) said man it was on the toilet it's so weird and i was like well, you should. I don't know, man. Anyways, they broke up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. That's the thing about like dating someone like that that has that is you know, quote unquote, like this model looking chick. We're talking in these big cities. You can't trust. Them. So that's why I also don't like the relationship. It's like there is no way I'm trusting that chick to gain clout off of my name and then. You telling me she not answering DMs, dude, from athletes, dog? Because that's you don't crap. know they're 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 they might have a mutual. Oh come on! They might have a mutual agreement of saying, "Hey, we can both go do our own thing while we're not together." But I like when we are together, type deal. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, what about you this week, dude? We won't talk about the whole week, but you had a you had your ex fly in from Denver. I did. Uh, she came and visited for for the weekend. And no, no, she's still there. There's no, there's no past verbiage on that. Yeah, she's still she's here. still there, dude. So I was asking Liam before the episode started how you always kind of jot shots at me all the time with these women problems calling me out, and uh, it's your turn now, dude. You guys, you guys dating? No, I think uh, again we have a mutual agreement that we are we are not dating, but we are. As some would say, really good best friends. So you guys count on each other on the emotional support, but then you guys still hook up even when she's got a boyfriend. <laughs> she, oh, well, she's single, so she she doesn't have a boyfriend any, right now. Okay, cool. But like, is that what you guys are dating other people and then still talking to each other? You don't think that would be weird if you guys, one of you guys, got into a relationship? Let's backtrack a little bit. If one of you guys get into a relationship, you're gonna be upset with one another. I don't think so. I think if that's the decision that they, one of us wants to make, then I think there obviously has to be a conversation between us two. It'd be like, hey, I started talking to this guy and I, I think okay. I'm going to start dating him or I talking to a girl. I think I'm going to start dating her. I think that's a conversation we'll have. So why would them. you not just want to date her then? Because we're not, we're not in the same area code. We're a thousand miles apart. Right. But if she's flying for over a week, dog, I mean, you can make that happen. 
we also both decided not to do long distance. So uh, that's a, you don't like the whole lot. Have you tried long distance? Uh, no. Personally, I have not done long distance because I just, just gotta be ass, dude. I just know I don't not gonna like that. That's just got it. And I wonder why you wouldn't like that. Hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat> you got any shots at me, dude? I mean, I saw some some girl sneak up on your IG story this week. You didn't want to show her <laughs> face. You you did that little half face thing, no name tag, nothing. You just wanted the people to see that you got somebody. You there's a little half head on with you chilling at the board. What's up with I did, that? I had to tease it. I had to tease it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't just throw it on the whole the whole photo. Come on now. What's up with that? See, that's that that's next. That's next. Hold on now. <laughs> Does social media cause too much of a distraction or does it cause too much of an expectation when it comes to looking at other people's lives on social media? What do you mean? Like likes? Lives. Oh, like lives? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know me. I'm not the biggest on social media. I have my fair share of people I really like follow and keep up with on a day-to-day basis. But other than that, I... I think it's, yeah, it's definitely influential on your decisions and stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, but it's almost like a false reality. Like you've never. Well, yeah, that's what people do on social media. That's kind of why I don't like it is they just want to show the good and kind of like, you know, we're out here doing our thing, having a whole bunch of fun. But if you walked into that bar or that restaurant or something, you see half of them sitting on their phones, not even talking to them, just showing the pictures of they're doing this shit but man no. that is so fucked i saw uh something on tiktok the other day how there's this trend on tiktok going around right now how they're like doing a like a little dance and then they're like stopping and posing and they're like showing their body counts like of their like previous body counts and this one kid was doing it and he was showing like three different girls who were like married like at their marriage i don't know wedding or whatever and then one guy stopped him. It was like a stitch or duet. It was like, is this really what's going on nowadays with the younger generation? You guys are just calling out body shots to like other past relationships that are like in new relationships right now. And I was like, he's like, man, my, the modern day day is so fucked up, man. If you guys are doing this, ain't no hope in five years. So I think we just made it past that point of doing those kind of trends on TikTok. But yeah, I man, TikTok think- is a crazy place to go, man. I don't know about that. I, uh, luckily, I haven't seen that one yet, but I don't And at think- that point, you got to be jealous of your ex, you know, of those people. You got to be jealous of them or you just got to be an immature idiot. Yeah. Or I think it's more of a shot, you know, just taking a shot at them be like, yo, fuck them low key. But not really because I'm <coughs> actually just blasting them on my social. Okay. We're going to clip this next thing. What I say. I'm on TikTok again. So I deleted all my videos. And now I might start doing questions for the lady bros. I like could, the segment. I it like could segment. it could pop. It could pop. So the, the latest question, I guess the first question for the lady bros, if you guys didn't see it on my TikTok, Andy Elliott's thoughts. It is. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quick little shout out to yourself. A like <laughs> little, little plug in right there. Andy Elliott vibe. Uh, the question was, what is an instant red flag when you see one? Yeah. And we've talked about this before. And a couple of the comments was uh, uh, to, uh, wearing a striped shirt. And I was wearing a striped shirt. So 
It's the first comment. Thanks, Lily. And then the second comment was from another person who I didn't know. I've never met this person before. And her comment had a couple of likes on her comment. said that when you were talking shit about your ex. Just in general? Girlfriend or boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a... If you're, you know, talking to a girl, even if you're friends, not even talking to you, you're friends with the girl and you bring up your ex all the time, ragging on them. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, I don't like to hear it from somebody maybe I'm talking to or like a friend of mine that's always bringing up the ex and being like, man, she's such a bitch or whatever, you know? It's just like, yeah, that's, come on, bro. Yeah. It's just like, get over yourself, get over her, like move on. And it's like, yeah. Oh, it just shows a little bit of a immaturity level on my end, at least for me, is like you you better than that. Like Here, here's another thing about talking about exes, because I want to be so toxic right now. <laughs> let's do <laughs> let's do what we shouldn't be doing. On no, I'm kidding. Um, when you are trying to date somebody and going on a first or second date, you should talk about your ex or your you, previous relationship. Right. You should say there's a difference between talking about next and then ragging or talking shit about next. Right, right? Sure, sure. So I think you should share that. Hey, I've been in, you know, a couple of relationships. I just broke up about a month ago or two months ago, however long. I think those right. details are fair, right? But right. bringing up being like, yeah, my ex was such a bitch. She yeah. blah blah blah, or he blah blah blah, and just sitting there dogging on. It's like, there's the line that you got to draw. Like that, ain't, right. that ain't cool, right? Yeah, avoiding that question is a red flag, don't you think? Yeah, if you if you if you ask the question and you don't get any kind of response of being like, "Oh, I don't want to Someone's talk like, about ah, it." I don't want to talk about it. That's yeah. I don't know if I think you could at least mention it. Okay. And be like, "What?" Yeah. Along that lines, another red flag is like, how do you get away from uh do you talk about your your body count in terms of what you were talking about earlier? Like the body count? Are you telling that that other person? What's I don't even body think count? that's. I don't even think that's a conversation that either one of the parties want to have with each other. <laughs> I've never, had, I feel like that's never a conversation. Have you had that conversation? With I've had people. I mean, I've had people tell me that there's been people that told them like, or asked them while like they were. At, oh, I mean, it's it's almost fair. It could like be when, fair, but it's kind of a, it's it's kind of a personal question. Even if someone's like curious about if you're, I guess, a quote unquote player or not. Right, uh, guys and girls, it's almost too personal of a question. I feel like, do you, and, unless you're just comfortable with that person, you know, yeah, and you guys That's are talking or whatever, but it's it's kind of a personal question. And even even so, like, I don't feel like that's you can't be judgmental off that. I mean, I think I could be if the girl said she got a body count of like 50. I'll be like, all right, hold down real quick. What's going yeah, on? But if you're talking to her, though, like you're like, damn, I can't. So is that is that a trust issue thing for you then? I don't know. I just I would just think like let's, at let's the age it, I'm let's, at. Let's break it down. Like, what's up, little shawty? See what your body count. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. It's like you can't even count. It's like 50. I'll be like, are you oh. saying, are, do I still, ha- are you questioning? Do you still have this locked in? And we're talking maybe after like a month or two of talking. I don't know. I, I think it's not. Are you questioning re- your whole life after that? It's not a red flag, but I'm just like, you know, she probably, she's just not my type of person, you know, body count of 58, bro. It's like, come on. You're asking that off rip almost. No, no, not me personally. I don't. 
I'm not I'm not going into that territory. Yeah, but yeah, I'm that. just saying if maybe somebody asks you that or do you avoid that or you just say, I mean, I've, I think I think it's fair to avoid the question. OK, that's fair. I think it's totally like if fair. somebody asked me that on a first or second date. Like I'll talk about my past experiences of like relationships and stuff. But you ask me what my body count is. I'm sorry. Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> you I'm know with that. I'm, I'm definitely with that. I'm be like, I, right, I don't feel comfortable answering that, but we can talk about maybe not on the first time, yeah, first date type deal. We, we can we can talk about how many you know we've kissed each other on the cheek and stuff. <laughs> talking about a body count. Let's relax a little bit. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I guess our last week's questions when it came to girl, I don't even hate saying problems. The modern day dating world is what. You guys like us talking about the modern day dating world. We kind of just do it now. Let us yeah. know. But our last week's question was how much time and commitment should you put into someone else's life slash energy? And I guess we kind of narrowed it down to the talking stage. Right. Cool. Uh, and then we kind of agreed that, you know, probably not too much. Don't over exhaust yourself. You yeah, know, don't, you know, yeah, don't 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 put all your your eggs in one basket and over overextend and you know it's a feeling out. Don't give too much if you know if you don't feel like you're receiving enough, you know, yeah. because that's where it starts to get toxic, which we both kind of have learned. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of over exhausting ourselves, uh, let's hit the trivia question because I've just been over exhausting myself with a bunch of incorrect answers. All right. Well, we'll stay on the topic of the NBA Finals, and we'll go switch it up this week. Who is the all-time leader in rebounds in the NBA Finals? That is our trivia question this week. You got any answers for me? Yeah, I'll take my hands. <laughs> I'll start with the same hints I give you. He's not playing no more. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on, dog. All right, I got a question. Uh, hmm... In the Western Conference. This dude's so old, I don't even know, bro. <laughs> Are you for real? Are we talking ABA ball? I mean, this dude's old. I don't know what conference oh, he fuck. was. Are we talking rebounds again in the NBA Finals? NBA Finals, leader in rebounds. It's got to be like Bill Russell, right? Yes, you're correct. <laughs> that was good. You're good. You like that? That's yeah, your dude. first trivia question in like five weeks. But go ahead. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Bill Russell, man, is a, he's an old ball. He's he's been in the NBA Finals like 19 times. I think he's won 11 chips. I don't know how many times he's been there, but he's got to be in there more than uh, yeah. more than 10 times because he got yeah. 11 rings. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, Bill Russell, man. Shout yeah. out to the goat. Hell yeah, go ahead. Um, um, yeah, okay. I guess on that topic, cool. Um, we'll clip that on Instagram or all of our socials and, and, uh, without the answer, because I'm a fucking genius. Uh, you guys let us know what you think last week. What was last week's question? All time assist leader in the NBA. Yes. yes. All time <laughs> assist leader in the NBA. And I had guessed Rondo and like Derek Fisher, the stack house was a joke guys. Relax. And an NBA playoffs or NBA, playoffs. NBA, NBA finals, excuse NBA me. finals history. Who has right. the most assists? Someone said Stockton, another person, I can't remember what another person said, like Pistol Pete or some shit, uh, but it was Magic Johnson. Yeah. Could have guessed that one. I got close with Derek Fisher. Yeah, Derek Fisher was a good one, um, but yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, trivia question, all good. We're going to go ahead and shout out Prize Picks. It's a sports betting app that we just signed with. It's an over-under daily fantasy app. 
Uh, if you guys like betting just as much as we do, uh, download the app Prize Picks in the App Store or uh, anywhere that you get your apps. Shit, it could be illegally. Um, hit the promo code MAN when you're signing up. That's M-A-N, MAN, uh, when you're signing up. And look at the app, check it out. It's an over-under, and it's pretty simple and self-explanatory after that. Liam and I love betting on over-unders. I know I do. So uh, if you want to you wanna check out Prize Picks, the boys get paid for every sign of you. I'm shouting it out. Check them yeah. out. And they will match your deposit up to $100. Just put in that uh, code man and get to get to being a degenerate just like us, right? I had one of my boys, I texted him. I said, hey, man, thanks for getting, thanks for signing up and using the app. And he's gotten a lot of his boys to sign up for it. And I said, "How?" I texted him the other day because I haven't talked to him in a minute. I said, hey, yo, how's that app working for you? He's like, man, it's been great. Except that uh, I made up to 200 bucks and I lost it all. So... Yeah. Guys, that's what that's what happens when you bet and you don't take it out. All these betting apps, man. It's like when you put when I put money into FanDuel or anything else, it's like that. I know damn well I'm never going to deposit that money into my back into my account. You just know I'm gonna keep trying to win, dude. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, eventually, but I'm gonna try to win as much as I can. <laughs> and I think that's where like a lot of people mess up at. Like if guys, if you were up like 200 bucks, whatever your unit is, say if you got a unit of 10 bucks or whatever, and you reached 150, 200 bucks, pull some of that out, dude. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I told like people, I got three bank accounts. I got my, you know, my check-in, my savings. I got my expenditure account, you know, gas and stuff. And then I got right. my fucking FanDuel account or I got my my betting app in this, you know, prize picks app or something. And those are yeah. my three bank accounts. I got three bank accounts. That's where all my money's tied up into. So, yeah, just be I, careful out there, man. Uh, all right. So on top of that topic with over-unders, had a uh, parlay last night with Middleton over... 23 and a half points mm-hmm. and Giannis over, or I'm sorry, not Giannis over De- uh, Devin Booker over 28 and a half. And I hit on that one. So yeah, so check it out, man. I made a lot of money on prize picks last night. There you go. Well, let's talk about the Suns and the Bucks series to kind of wrap up this episode. I guess not wrap up, but start the second half of this episode. Uh, I guess we'll just start with the Bucks winning. Uh, three in a row, down yep. 0-2, coming back and winning three straight, won their, you know, third game in Phoenix, which I thought was pretty good. I mean, I pretty I impressive. Didn't see, yeah, I didn't see that one coming, honestly. Um, Suns are hard to beat at home, but what's your, your first initial thoughts of the series now? Are you are you? I don't know what you, you tell me. What you thinking? What you thinking of the series? I just want to start by saying it's a great NBA season. Or yeah, series, series, yeah. Um, in the playoffs and these finals, because I know I've had some takes out there and said, like, I mean, who really cares? It won't be as good of a finals because it's the Bucks who haven't been there. Nate, right? Well, talk know. about your take with uh, CP3 being overrated. And I think this was kind of where I wanted to lead towards is I think we see this, we see the in- inexperience and kind of the fraud alert of CP3 in the finals and in this game five. When he's when he goes up and fouls Giannis on an alley oop with a minute left, like you don't do 16 that. Sixteen seconds left. Yeah, under a minute, you don't do that. You you just let him get the bucket. You get the ball back, and we see that 
the Giannis missed the free throw, but he gets the tip out, and now they're fouling Milton with who can shoot free throws, and he knocks down two. Right, right. So instead of going down only two or four, now they're down six, and it's like, what's going on with this? So I think we saw Chris Paul, you know, have good games, but when it mattered in game five, he's only at what, like, had under 20 points, right? And it's like, yeah, Chris Paul, uh, 21 last night. Yeah, 21. I think he had like nine assists. Booker's so. going for another 40. Yeah. So it's like, Chris Paul, this is your time to shine. And yet you're going to go down. You're going to lose a lead again. You're going to, right. All those, you know, talk about. They're up by like 17 points after the first quarter. Right. Or and 16 points after the first quarter. Yeah. So then I they think let Milwaukee come in and score 43 points. Yeah. I think it's. You want to bring in CP3 and you be your leader. That's what happens, right? Right. I think the uh, the biggest key that we've seen to this game is obviously Drew Holiday. We've talked about his numbers. <laughs> Drew Holiday's, I mean, steal the game, right? We talked about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton stepping up, and when those guys step up, then that's what happens. They win. They have a positive record in all of their postseason games. Uh, whatever teams they've been on has been well over five hundred. Um, when Holiday and Chris Middleton scored more than 20 points. Look at it last night. Holiday was more aggressive offensively, 27, and then Middleton, 29. Obviously, Giannis does Giannis. So I think the craziest stat that I'm just looking at here, Liam, is is the uh, three-point percentage from both teams. 50%, not bad from the Bucks, but 68 from the Suns. And you tell me you're going 90% from the free throw line and the Bucks went 52%. You got to win that game, especially when you're at home shooting 55 from the field compared to their 57 with the Bucks. And it's just holiday, man. It's just when those guys step up, they've been there. We've preached it. I'll even go back to like that episode where I was talking about who hasn't been there. Yeah. Neither of the teams have been there, but who's been there the closest? And it's the Bucks. And by the way, shout out fucking Bucks and Six before I called this series. Come on now. Shout That's out to Blake. Like, but Holiday, man, he knows what he has to do. He has to do every single game. Night in, nine out. Game four, he shot four of 20. Uh, it's not going to win you games when you're the starting point guard in the NBA Finals. He knows what he has to do. Charles Barkley said it. And, I mean, uh, he hit 33% of his shots uh, before this game right here. It's like a 23 out of 69 shots. So, Stepping up when when big time players need to step it up, right? And I think this is kind of where we kind of started the conversation about with the Bucks going down 0-2, is they needed their role players, I guess not role players, but other people other than Giannis to step up. And because when Giannis is going for forty, they should win that game. But if you have somebody like a Holiday or a Militon that aren't getting you know any contribution from then it's hard for that team to win. And we see that kind of on the reverse end with Booker going for another 40. And when his quote-unquote guys that need to step up like a CP3 or even like an Aiton that aren't, you know, having good production, it's it's hard to win that game. We see the Bucks, Holiday, Militant, all scoring above 20 points and making plays, A, because that's what you got to do at the end of the game like the holiday still, but those guys are just doing what has been asked to them to this point of stepping up, like you said. So I think we see it on one end with the Bucks, those guys stepping up, but on the other end, 
who's going to step up now? Like CP3 has to have a bounce back game because if Booker has 40, they should win that game every day of the week. But if CP3 is going to have 20 points and not be a real factor down the stretch of the game, then they're not going to win. So who else can step up? Aiden, I know he's young. He's only 22 years old, but like they've asking him to step up. So they need him to step up. Same with CP3. So in the craziest stat is that, um, in 268 matchups here in which holiday was, or is, or has been, been the primary defender on Devin Booker or Chris Paul, they are just averaging 22 points per hundred possessions amongst all other bucks defenders. The duo is averaging about 40 points possession per hundred possessions. You're still telling me Booker's putting up 40 points in multiple games and Chris Paul. I mean, that's just, that's just, says what kind of defender that Drew Holiday is in the first place. But Chris Paul can't do it, which he should be able to do it over someone like a Drew Holiday when the guy's been in the league for 16 years. So it's just other players need to come in and step up, man. Cameron Johnson needs more uh, more playing time. Uh, I think that's a that could be a guy that Monty Williams isn't utilizing all that much. And I've talked about it. I think Cameron Johnson is like the best role player on the Suns besides maybe like a Crowder, obviously, who's been there. You got you to gotta play Cam Johnson close to – 35 minutes a game. So yeah. I don't know. I just think like other players, I think we can, the only thing I, I question about this last game and we can get into like the, you know, what's going to happen next in the series. But first thing I want to mention is when you are going into the f- game five, you come out so hot, like the Suns did and sc- outscored pretty much doubled up the, the bucks in the first quarter. There is no way that you let them come back within the next quarter. They can come back over the course of the game, maybe, you know, third quarter, fourth or early fourth quarter, and maybe have a closer of a game. But to have them do it right away in that second quarter, you could see like Chris Paul and Devin Booker going into halftime and looking up at a scoreboard and saying, damn, I thought we were up. Like we're losing this game at halftime. And it's like, that is the like almost depressing to look up after knowing you were up so big, letting them come right back away and mm-hmm. just tying it and then going into halftime, losing the game. It's like, what, what just happened? And it's kind of the inexperience and the young, you know, teammates that Chris Paul has around him is like, they don't know any better how they don't know how to continue after starting so hot and and just the experience level is is something that you have to take in a factor and i think it definitely was a factor in this last game because the only other person that was stepping up was devin booker and he's he's a walking 40 point score if he wants to be right i had a question when drew holiday stole the ball right there i, I was screaming back it out back it out back it out was the oop kind of sketch <laughs> i think that was a good thing if you throw only where Giannis could catch it. Can catch it. I, right. I, 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 it was sketched because if Chris Paul doesn't foul him there, I don't know. He might have missed that or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I was kind of thinking, back it out. Because if anything, you don't want to throw it to Giannis and have Giannis shooting free throws. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's yeah. the last person on that team that you want him uh, having shoot free throws to, to ice a game out. So, you're right well, on that. Well, okay, cool. Also, just, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to find stuff right here, but it's just, there's really not much to talk about. It's a great series. 
came back. I mean, Brandon Jennings said it in 2013, man, Bucks and six. They did lower, they did lower their uh turnover ratio though. They had eight turnovers this game compared to the Suns I'm talking about compared to the last game. Game four, they had 17. So it's clearly why they got smoked that game. What happens next? Monty Williams is just saying we got to do whatever it takes to make it a game seven. Yeah, It's going to be so tough trying to win a game in Milwaukee. I was going to say, let's preview it real quick. Game's on Tuesday night. Who do you think – what were some keys to that game for you? And do you think the Bucks are going to win or you think the Suns going to take it back to Phoenix? What's your initial – Every reaction? game I say there's always adjustments. Right. And there are. But the Bucks have to stay the course. Whatever they're doing right now with Middleton, Holiday, PJ Tucker somewhat weirded me out still in the starting five. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't know what the change is with the Suns. It's do you change the lineup? Do, do you get the ball more to Aiton? Do you more do more pick and pops? Do you put Cam Johnson in for more than 22 minutes? It's just like, I don't know, man. It's, I I really don't know what it is, though, because I'm not an I'm not an NBA coach. I mean, I'm just gonna watch. I'm a fan, obviously, but I think the biggest thing is Chris Paul needs to do what he did in Game One and Two, and we talked about it. Chris Paul is not a scorer; he's a true facilitator as a point guard. But he showed in those first two games that he can cross you up and go get a basket, and that's what we thought that Chris Paul was going to do for the whole series. And now he just kind of lost it. Now he's kind of letting Devin Booker do his thing, but I think it might be. Oh shit. <laughs> My fault, dude. I think it might need to be time for Booker to kind of step back for a second and let Chris Paul try to figure it out and maybe do a little bit more ISO with Chris Paul and see if he can get going early next game. So right now, Booker can go for 42 and for 40, but they still not winning the game. Right. So what needs to happen is Chris Paul needs to take better leadership like we're talking about and take somebody off their feet and go to the basket, draw a foul, Throw an oop. Like, let's see it again. Like, that momentum just has been lost over the past three games. And I'll be honest, man. It looks like I can't even imagine when you lose that – when you gain that type of momentum and then you lose it and you lose three straight games in the NBA Finals, that's probably pretty fucking uh, tough and hard to get get past that and regain that momentum. Right. That's what what I think that Chris Paul and the Suns need to do. Be more aggressive. Be that score that he's shown to be in the first two games. And – and Booker still do your thing, but you know, I don't know, man. More Aiden's got to be more uh, presentable in the next game as well. I think first time the Suns lost three games in a row all season, and the only thing that I am scared of in terms of saying I still think the Suns will force a game seven, but the only thing that's kind of timid on that front is that if the Suns are going to be successful. They're going to have to, A, score the ball and keep up with the Bucs, but they also have to play defense. And the thing about the Bucs and what I've seen is they can play defense and they're starting to figure out how to guard Booker and how to guard Paul. They're mm-hmm. doing holiday on, you know, CP3 at times, and then they'll switch them over to Booker. And the Suns, they have to do the same thing on the defensive end and make some matchups and difficult. And if that means that you right. – you know, start off playing, you know, one-on-one against Giannis and then he turns his back and you bring a double team, then I think you do that. But All you right. you have to start playing a full game of defense of, you know, from the start to the finish. And I think that's really what they kind of let up on 
obviously they came out hot shooting in game five, but you could also see they ran into some defensive problems of not having a true like scheme once they got up. You know what I mean? I'm I'm looking at the first two games right here compared to these last three games, and I'm I'm totally right because the first two games I'm always right, man. But you know I do. <laughs> the first two games, Chris Paul has shot at least 19 points. The first game he had 32 points. The second game he shot 10 for 20 and had 23. The last three games he shot less than 15 times. In the first two games, Booker has shot at least 25 or under. In the last three games, Devin Booker has shot more than 28 times. So they that might his, be adjustment. That might be it. So let Chris Paul do a little more working and, and trying to score the ball. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. So don't let Booker go for 40. Maybe let him go for 30, 35, and have CP3 get some shots in too. Because mm-hmm. yep. those games, Booker's putting up 27, 28. Yeah. That's a good that's a good observation. I think that could be a hey, sign sign me up. <laughs> Routers all there. There's just a lot of guys that just gotta get their heads in the games. Anyways, I guess we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh if I'm a betting man, which I will be on Tuesday night, I don't know about you, but it potentially will be the last game. So you might as well touch the bitch. I'm gonna go over on Middleton again. If they have it, they'll probably push it up 25, 26 and a half compared to 23 last game. And I'll put Chris Paul over, whatever his over is. So what do, what do you got about who you think is going to win this game? I think the Bucks take it home in six. And on the home floor in six? On the home floor, yep. So you're staying I think true. That, I mean, we were, we were watching this whole series. It almost seemed like my boy was telling me yesterday. It almost seems like the home team is just winning the game now. Who's going who's gonna to play that game and win, and win a game on the opponent's floor? Bucks have huge momentum right now. So I can see Bucks just taking it, man. Bucks I, and six, baby. I really because I don't have a true dog in this fight. I really don't care. Obviously, I guess leaning towards the Suns. I'm gonna say I want a game seven. Who doesn't want a game seven in this major sports world? Game sevens are the best. So I'm gonna say Suns are gonna take care of business on on game six, force a game seven, and then it's a coin flip. And at the end of the day, I really don't care because I just like good basketball and I don't really have a dog in the fight. But I'll say, may I'll give it to the Bucks. I think Giannis deserves a championship for what he's done and so getting over the hump. So I'll okay. say I'll say Bucks will will win in seven. Cool. All right. So Damian Lillard rumors. Yeah, let's let's transition into some some news around yes. <laughs> news around the NBA. What do we got here? Damian Lillard is uh, denied a report that he was soon to ask uh, for a trade away from the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, so a report came out saying that he wanted to be traded. He's been going to ask for a trade. Um, What do you you think about that? I think, I think he, like we've said before, I, and like I preach, I think he deserves to leave. He's paid. Yeah, his are there going to be those fans that are kind of pissed at him when he comes back if he leaves to another team, dude? If he if he if he does it in a fashion of like, hey, this my time to go. Let's just continue, you know, to be, I guess, respectful in the, my departure from Portland. And he doesn't, you know, do anything crazy like a press game or a, a presser to release 
I'm going to South Beach or anything like that. Right, right. He just comes out quietly and says, hey, no hard, no hard feelings. I would like to, you know, be out of Portland. Then I think it would be okay. I think I we'll definitely see Dame out of Portland at least. But I respect Dame because he's denied all these rumors, which he should do at first, even if they are. If the rumors are true, you should still deny them. Because he was saying, whatever y'all hear will come from, straight from my mouth. Another thing about the Portland Trailblazers and why I think that for another reason, Damian Lillard is going to leave because he never got his his coach that he wanted, Jason Kidd. Chauncey okay. Billups is cool, but that just shows from the front office that you're not going to get Jason Kidd. Um, I also believe Jason Kidd is, was never going to be the head coach because they really didn't want him as the head coach. And mm-hmm. so that might be another reason why it's like, okay. Because I know, uh, man, I think that the uh, front office, I can't remember, I don't know his fucking name, um, was pretty much just like, hey, we we are a good enough team to win an NBA championship. And I think what Lillard said, I think it was a quote that Lillard said, one of the pressers was like, okay, but we can't, how are we a good enough team if we lose in the first round to a team that's not even healthy? Right. He was like, I can see us being that team but in order to do that we continue have we have to continue to make strides and steps toward adding another piece adding another second piece because if we're losing in the first round to a team that's not healthy how are we a contending team i think that's the whole thing that damian lord's just saying right now needs right. help the covington pickup was huge but you got to figure out like what you're going to do with the two bigs that are always hurt you got to figure out if you're going to trade column i think another thing is um the front office, the GM right there is kind of saying, Hey, no news from Lord is good news. I think the opposite. I think the draft is coming up and you need to figure out if Lord's staying in Portland <laughs> or not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know about that. It's just like, let me know. I think the no news right now is, is a lot of, it's a lot of bad news. Yeah. I only think my, my only question and I guess concern is that I think he's, denying all these comments and, and stuff because he's almost to the point that he's sick of being in Portland in terms of yeah. the team itself. And I think you mentioned it a little bit, but he believes that whatever the makeup of the team right now is and how it has been the last couple of years, it's not going to work because you see that the Lakers are going to be healthy next year. That's going to be a, a hard feat to overcome. The Suns, obviously, you got to put them in the discussion because they're healthy. You see the Nets forming a big team. The Bucks are going to be dominant again. Mm-hmm. All these other teams are making moves. You know, you add players like the Drew Holidays, like a CP3, you know, like an AD to the Lakers with LeBron. And then obviously the Nets, you know, forming the big three. You see these other teams making big moves and what have the the Blazers done big move wise is really nothing. They've been saying, hey, we're going to take this team how it is, add a few pieces here and there to kind of, you know, fill some gaps that we've seen, but not actual a big headlining trade or a big headlining sign in the offseason. And Damian Lillard is looking at a, the league and being like, yo, like, give yeah. me some help. You know, McCullum and them, I think that backcourt has proven it's not going to work. And he's kind of, without saying it, he's like, it's my turn. Let me go, you know, get my run at this, you know, just championship with a new team that already has another big superstar or two on the team. 
Right. I think he said, quote, quote unquote, right here, the best way to put it is to be more urgent about what our next step is and how we move forward. I think we've reached that point where it's like, okay, it's not enough. Do we actually want to win it all? Is that what we're shooting for? We've got things to show that. We've got to do things to show that. We've got to put action behind it. The desire to win at that level, that's been my only thing this entire time. Lord said he'd like to be in a Blazers uniform next year, but he hasn't made any firm decision on what his future will be. And so now we're hearing different teams, right? We're hearing about the Knicks, which I think would be an extremely weird flex. We're hearing a lot about the 76ers right now, maybe a trade right there with Ben Simmons and both LA teams. Yeah. I like the Knicks for him, honestly. Um, I think pairing him with a young Julius Randle, Knicks showed, you know, this year that they have, you know, they have a foundation. I mean, obviously they got bounced in the first round, but they have a foundation there that they've turned the corner of not being just a nobody team at the bottom of the, the conference. So I think that could be good for that young team, you know, to have somebody veteran like you like Lord being in the East then also. I do because I think he, he I just don't think him going to a Western Conference team will show that he's as good as he is because he has all these giants in the in the West in terms of the Lakers and the Suns are my two teams that are like right now, like I said last year, you can't count out LeBron until you beat him. Same with the Suns. You can't count them out until you beat them. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it in the West, at least for right now. You yeah. know that the the Clippers are going to be back possibly with Kawhi and Paul George. The Nuggets, they're going to be healthy next year again. So that's just – those are teams that have been there and done that. Even the Jazz, they're the same thing. They're a powerhouse team. I think if he wants to shine, he could be and bring the Knicks team like a, a Hawks team did this year, get to the Eastern Conference Finals – and instead of, you know, uh, uh, what's a Trey Young that has never made the, you know, a real run in the playoffs, give it right, to Damian right. Lillard and he could, you know, one or two games is all you need. Right. I so, feel that. I kind of like him being in the East too, man. I don't know. New York, make a lot of money, big city. See what happens. All you need to overcome is that, that trio over in Brooklyn. But fuck those guys. You got to beat the Bucks now, I guess, you know, so. It's, but hey, if you you never know how the injuries are gonna treat you, just like yeah, they did true. this year. So so many injuries, man. Okay, cool. Well, uh, the USA team plans to head to Tokyo here for the Olympics in the next couple of weeks. Probably be pretty cool to watch. When did the Olympics start? Are they started already? I, officially, I think there's been events going on, but they start next week sometime, I believe. Um, okay, cool. But. Kevin Love and Bradley Beal both not going to be on the team on the roster, mm. looking for some other fill-in positions, maybe. Yeah, talking about that, Keldon Johnson and somebody else, uh, Javel McGee, uh, as a replacer. Trey Young tweeted out, you know, the meme of Isaiah Thomas. I think these guys have shown that. I think other countries have shown that they've developed into, you know, the kind of skill sets that they have, which is beating a USA team like all these superstars which I also love that about the Olympics, like, hell yeah, for all these other countries out there getting so much better. And it's not just the USA just dominating. But I think the reason why they didn't pick up Trey Young or just another shooting, outstanding shooter out there that can just skip the whole practice thing right now and just go straight into it with these other guys is because that's just proven that it's not working so far. You can't just throw Trey Young in there. So I think they targeted big guys like a JaVale McGee 
into uh, – I don't think Kelton Johnson will get any playing time, but I think JaVel McGee will potentially. And he's just another big guy that I think Pop is, is looking for that that might that might work with the the mix that they have. Right. I think so too. And I mean, big bodies, we see that that never tends to hurt to have big bodies on your roster, especially yeah. against some of these other, you know, teams in the USA and overseas ball, not as big. Um, obviously you got some that are huge, but like some of these teams are made up of just big, long, lengthy guys. So right. I think that'd be good. So check out USA. Hopefully we don't get a dud here and, and just get knocked out in pool play or something stupid, but yeah. Uh, other news, space jam. You're going to go see it. Yeah. I think I, I, I want to, obviously uh, I'm yeah. going to, you know, I got some things to do in this next couple of days, but I think, What's your expectations? I guess we, we I think we, there's like far too many critics for this movie when it was it's supposed to be a kids movie, guys. Let's all relax a little bit here. That's the thing that somebody said to me. It was like <laughs> we Chill. got we got me, you, and forty year olds talking about a movie that was made for the younger teenage year like this is their yeah, teenage jordan. crowd yeah. yeah this is their michael jordan space jam for them and we're right. over here influencing how they watch this movie because we right. know the original one it's just like i don't know it's i'm gonna like it regardless i think i'm gonna like it too yeah i just think it's just one of those movies that a lot of people are gonna love it and a lot of people are gonna hate it but Fuck all the haters, as they fucking say. Fucking right? haters, man. You guys stop <laughs> fucking hating so much out here, man. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good, dude. I appreciate you talking to me, man. Yeah. Um, I guess just to, to recap, we may be bringing on a couple interns, new interns for the summer. Mm-hmm. Got the new merch line. How's that coming? We Yeah, I think merch, ones? once we uh, get into this offseason, we can really focus on it. Right. And then other than that, prize picks, sign up, use code MAN, $100 uh, deposit match. And if you ain't got nothing else, I know you You ain't got nothing. You got a new jersey. I love the jersey, man. Yeah, Shout rocking the Sean Kemp. Yeah, but I guess with that, if you ain't got nothing else for these guys, I'm going to namaste them out of here if that's cool with you. Let's namaste it up, my brother. All right, well, I'm going to namaste it to you, my soldier-in-law. Namaste. <laughs> My, my young soldier. Shit.